Whiskey for the Ages is not sponsored or endorsed for any product or program mentioned in this show and receive no remuneration from their creators. for joining in. This is our second episode of Series 2, and we are excited to continue podcasting. We hope we have a lot of fun this season. We're really looking forward to it. For this episode, I decided to do a how-to, and I'm pulling from our SIP page of our website. Our number one downloaded article is Infinity Bottle Projects. Which is something that we had going on a few years ago. It's not a new article on our website and it's been very interesting to watch how much traffic that page really gets. It does. It's our number one downloaded page and I wrote the article right during COVID. Right during the midst of it. And it's still a go-to article. That's right. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. Does everybody know what an infinity bottle is? What, what was the first you thought of when you heard infinity bottle? I don't know. A never-ending supply of whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if I had any original definition or, or preconceived definition in my head for what an infinity bottle was. It just naturally went from, hello, this is an infinity bottle, this is what an infinity bottle is. There really wasn't a lot of pause between. They're a really interesting part of the whiskey world where you can really develop your own, really your own whiskey in a sense, without needing to do all of the distillation, yeah. aging. 2020, what a year. I wrote an article, what bottles do you have open in March of 2020? And one of our friends of the show, Greg Walters, contacted me and asked, hey, uh, how does your infinity bottle look? Well, I didn't even know what an infinity bottle was, so I had to look it up and I joined a few online groups, I guess, a Facebook group and a Reddit group and whatever, just to figure out what a, an infinity bottle was. And we began filling that bottle in March. By the end of the year, 31st December of 2020, that bottle was full. So that's the night that we cracked our first infinity bottle. Going into 2021. Going into 2021. Dreaming of a better year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I was starting school back up again and, uh, well, back in person. That was a... Still, a muted year, 
I think I like to call it. We were in smaller ensembles, and we could have been playing more challenging repertoire, but that's a whole different issue. Yeah. So, so this first bottle we had was full of deep flavor, dark fruits on the nose, lots of seasoned oak in it, depth on the palate, dark toffee sweetness, and it was high proof, 120 plus. Don't remember the exact proof was, but uh, it was incredibly smooth mouthfeel. There was lingering fruit, wood notes in the finish. It ticked all my boxes. As I said, our introduction to it was, frankly, by our friend Greg. Greg was in our first uh, series. I forget which episode, but we talked about bar pours in that episode. Talked a little bit about our Infinity bottle back then. At any rate, that's how we got started with our bottle. I did the research to find out what they were all about, and I learned a little bit about the Solero bourbon building process. Solero, or Solera aging, is a fractional aging blending method. Essentially, what they do is they take barrels of brand new bourbon or whiskey or spirits of some sort and let it age for a little while, and then they pour some of it out into another set of barrels that have been aging with similar whiskeys in them. And then as they're pouring it into the next series and the next series, there may be four or five layers, finally you're blending a little bit of new with a little bit of old and a little bit of old with a little bit of older. That's kind of how we're blending this, this whiskey of ours. If you've ever had a Hill Rock, uh, yep. Hill Rock bourbon, that is a Solera blended bourbon. You have that trickle down effect. I kind of like to think of it as you have a layered waterfall where you have these pools that just one goes into one, the next one down from there has all of the cumulative water from the first two plus a little something from its spot, takes it down to the next pond or to the next level, etc, etc. So by the time you're at the bottom of this waterfall, you've got a lot of different layers of water coming down. Yeah. Yeah. Really good analogy. Thank yeah. you. And Blade and Bow is another one that does the uh, Solera aging process. On our website, if you look up uh, reviews for either of those two, we kind of explain that a little bit more. Mm. So, but ours, our, our Infinity bottle does take hints from that. Every Infinity bottle does. Ours is a very unique Infinity bottle. All, all of all Infinity bottles are unique. But the way that ours is, as Dad mentioned, our first one, and in fact, every iteration of our Infinity bottle has been high proof. We've crafted it that way. Every time we've opened up a high proof bourbon, we take a little bit out of it and throw it into this Infinity bottle. Exactly. Kind of how this came about, if uh, you guys have followed us for any length of time or even gone to our website, you'll see a lot of high proof bourbons on there. I like high proof bourbons. I think every one of us like high-proof mm -hmm. bourbons. They're growing on Alora. Yeah. See, here's the thing about high-proof. I've got a thing about high-proof. High-proof to me is like spice in food. I love spices when I can taste things other than spice. 
So if you give me like a ghost pepper chili sauce and I'm unable to pick out the flavor of the chicken that I marinate it into, I won't like that spice. That same thing happens with high proof bourbons. If all I get is heat and pain, I'm not going to like it. I, I'm just not. I want to be able to pick out more flavors than just the heat and the just overwhelming alcohol burn or whatever is overpowering. I love balance. I love I love fireworks of food. I like being like, oh, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. I like finding spice and then sweet and then maybe coming back to spice. I like that. You like so the if I'm able to do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because otherwise, I don't know, food is kind of boring when it just has only one flavor to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So it came about, Hannah and I were doing reviews. We are doing side-by-side reviews. Typically when we would do a review, we wouldn't talk to each other. We'd just enjoy each other's company. Or at least we wouldn't talk about what we're drinking. We'd talk about days, events, and so on. But... I would typically take the first pour, and Hannah would take the second pour. And then when we would compare our notes, we were having two entirely different experiences. Hannah, you were tasting things I just wasn't getting. And I think there were a couple of occasions where we actually said, okay, I still have a little bit in my glass, let's switch. And we'd taste Uh it, and okay, you can tell that it's the same bourbon, but at the same time, it's not the same bourbon. It tastes different. It tastes different. There's something off. There's something that's standing out a little bit more. There's something that, that maybe I wanted out more out of my pour that suddenly I could get. It was a very it's always a very odd experience. Yes. So what we had discovered was the neck pour phenomenon. <laughs> Now, I'm not going to get into the neck pour itself because science disproves that this exists. But when we were experiencing our bottles, we were opening bottles. I was taking the first pour. Hannah was taking the second pour. And we were just getting different experiences. So, what we've decided to do with our Infinity bottle is any bottle originally that was over 100 proof, we were just going to go ahead and pour off the first ounce and a half and put it in our bottle. And then we would alternate the pours between the glasses so we would have our best blend possible for yeah, the first pours. more homogenous yep. that way. In a way, you were kind of taking the, uh, the null. Yeah. The null yeah. sample. Exactly, yeah. Yes. Did we always have it only ever at 100 proof? Was that our threshold back then? Well, because it's the, not our threshold now. No, uh, we have changed that. So our very first bottle that went in was uh, Rebel Ten Year Old. In fact, it might have even back when it was still called Rebel Yell Ten Year Old. So that was our very first sample, and I believe that was a, a, a bottle and bond. I think I think you're right. And then we have some Maker's Mark products that went in there, and they were all about 106, 109, something like that. But then as this morphed into more bourbons more frequently, uh, we were seeing 120s. So we just drew an arbitrary line in the sand and said, all right, everything we put in this bottle is going to be 120 proof or better. 
and it's strictly going to be bourbon. And we didn't care whether it was a weeded bourbon or whether it was a rye bourbon, but it had to be strictly bourbon. Nothing else went in it. Right. So it was exclusive. Our Infinity bottle is like nobody else's. And if you guys build a, an Infinity bottle, your bottle is going to be your bottle. I've heard of some people mixing their 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 whiskeys. They'll have a rye in there, they'll have a bourbon in there, might even have a scotch in there all at once. Really going all out there and getting all of the flavors possible. That would be fun. <laughs> I'm not I, so sure. I might, I might do that if for my first <laughs> Infinity bottle. That that sounds like a lot of fun, actually. I really want us to make a, a Rye Infinity bottle at some point. I think that's... We that's probably be, could. That, we, we've got plenty of rye. I'm primarily the rye drinker in the household. I love rye. I love the freshness. I love the pepperiness. And... They wouldn't all be high proof. No, though. it would be whatever rye we right, have. Right, right. It's. I'm not sure if I've had a rye that's been over 120 proof, or if we have, it's been 120 proof. Yeah. Maybe the border rye, the uh, Richmond rye. The Richmond rye. rye. Cask strength. That's from a Wisconsin distillery. So don't, if y'all don't know that one, that's fine. Yeah. yeah <laughs> So the appeal. Or if you do know that one, then go to the distillery in Wisconsin. Yes, yeah. and go get it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. delicious. It's... If you're outside of Minneapolis, you know, New Richmond is what forty-five miles away from Minneapolis, something like that. Yeah, it's well worth the drive over. The concept <laughs> is interesting. You're curating or customizing your own whiskey. Each person has their own palate, so they're putting in the whiskeys that they like. You're becoming a master blender. Mm -hmm. I mean, who wouldn't want to be a master blender? That's kind of the, the, the premise of it. And you can get so creative and inventive with it. We've actually got labels for all of our iterations of our Infinity Bottle. Once we fill it up, we don't actually drink the bottle down to the dredges. We'll take a sample off um, and put it in little four ounce bottles to have on its own and then we'll just keep filling up the infinity bottle so there's actually parts of our original infinity bottle that we created two three years ago our solera that's still in there right now exactly um we've got fun labels for our four ounce pours our bottle itself has neck pour written on it real fancy like we've been able to do a lot and We've been able to come down with all of the vitals for all of our iterations from breakdown of grain content to proof to a whole bunch of stuff. So whatever is available to us, that, that's what we keep a record of. In Infinity Bottle Projects, there's three basics. The first one is personal freedom. It's your bottle. Keep that in mind first and foremost. Nobody can tell you what to do. So, Laura, if you want to put rye and scotch and Japanese and whatever into your bottle, you go right ahead. Mm. I couldn't do that. <laughs> I, I think the flavors would blow up. Secondly, it's continuity. Essentially, what that means is keep your pours the same. If you're going to put in a two-ounce pour, put in a two-ounce pour for every single one you do. It doesn't really matter where you're getting the sample from. We have chosen to take the first one and a half ounces out of a newly opened bottle 
but you could also take the last ounces out of the bottle or out of the middle. It really doesn't matter. You want to keep it the same uh, because it just, it's a controlled environment. Yes. You know, it's a controlled variable. You don't want to put Buffalo Trace four ounces and then an Elijah Craig only two. Like, Keep it it consistent. See, but I actually think, you know, if we're talking about personal freedom, I think the continuity aspect of it really needs to be your bottle shouldn't go empty. Hey, you know what? I'm of the opinion that if you want to put four ounces of a Buffalo Trace product in and then put two ounces of an Elijah Craig product in, it's your bottle. Have fun with it. Just know that, you know, you're not... You're not doing the scientific method perfectly. But you know what? It's your bottle. It's your call, your experience, your curation, your master blend. You can even do the exact opposite of what we do and instead take like the last few ounces of the bottle instead of the very mm-hmm. top like what we do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And basic number three, rulelessness. That means there are no rules. So whatever we've just said, you could do whatever you want. Like Hannah said, twos and fours. Yeah. Yeah, whatever you want to do. If you want to splash gin in there, I guess you're allowed to do that. Oh, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. There's a couple uh, other things I've learned. An infinity bottle is a marathon. It's not something that you do quick term. It takes time for all of these flavors to meld and blend. When we pour something into the bottle, we take that bottle and give it a good swirl to get it blended, and then we don't touch that bottle. In fact, our choice is to leave it sit on the shelf until it's completely full. Mm. And then once full, we'll let it sit a little longer and then tap off, as Hannah said, into our four-ounce sample bottles. They get labeled with which batch it is and so on so we know what, what that one was. In fact, I think, Alora, you're drinking some from batch five tonight? Or is it batch six? Says five. Here I've got stats um, 76% corn, 9% rye, 3% wheat, and 12% barley. And it's saying for the proof, and I'm feeling it, it's uh, 125.94. So roughly um, 63% alcohol. I feel it, but it's a good it's a good proof. I'm able to hint at very a widespread of flavors, so I'm happy. <laughs> and Hannah's is the same. Yep, I, you and I are drinking the same thing, Alora. And I'm drinking one from the new batch from batch six, and it's 73 or 74% corn, uh, 11% uh, rye. There's only a little bit of wheat in it, about three, and then another 12 in the barley. And my proof is 123.7, or 62%. So a little bit lower. A little bit lower. So that brings up the next thing that I know I'd be curious about if I'm, if I'm listening to all of this. How did we get those numbers? How, how does the math math on that? Yeah, because I this is actually a topic I'm not familiar with, or as familiar with as Dad and Hannah. But if I had to wager a guess, 
in batch five, you probably had higher proof bourbons. You probably were sticking with 123 or higher. Whereas in here, your threshold was a bit lower than for your batch six. So it just balanced out to be just slightly lower because you were dealing with lower proof of bourbons that you were mixing in. Yes, that's true. I think you were asking, Hannah, how did we come up with the numbers for proof and how did we come up with the numbers for percentages of, of, the, of the mash bill? Right. On every bottle of these high proof, we know what the mash bill is, or at least can take a pretty good educated guess from internet sources and what have you. Yeah, we're, we're never taking a stab in the dark on no. that. It, it's, it is through research that we know what the mash bill is of the products we're drinking. And it simply goes on, a, on an Excel spreadsheet. For whatever's going in, all of those numbers get added and averaged. So once they're added and averaged, we come up with a physical hard number. We pour out, let's say there's three bottles that come out of it, three four-ounce bottles, so we're taking out 12 ounces. At the removal of all 12 of these ounces, it's still at the proof until we start putting more bourbon back in. The next batch of bourbon that goes in changes the way that bottle is going to be. So how rigorous is the math? I mean, you say that we've got this Excel sheet. Is how easy is that to work? It's a it's just a plug, a plug-in. If you look at the if someone were to go to the website, download that worksheet, you can just simply plug it in and fill in the blanks. So you've got all of the equations. All the equations are created. done. Yes. So that's pretty handy. So if you guys ever did want to create your own infinity bottle and want to know the specifics of what it is you're putting in your bottle, that may be a really good resource to you. Yep. You've got the equations all pre-made for you. You just got to plug and chug. Yep. And if you know how to work Excel, you could make your own Excel spreadsheet. Or if you don't and you hate math, Dad did the work for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Which would probably be me. <laughs> Hannah, you touched on it, doing a rye bottle or doing a scotch bottle. Hannah, uh, Laura wants to put it all in the same bottle. There are people out there who will have a rye bottle or a scotch bottle or a bourbon bottle or a high-proof bourbon bottle or a flavored whiskey mm. bottle. It's just me. I kind of think if you start blending all those big flavors together, you might end up with a muddled mess. But then that's a, that's, that's a practice you can do. He's a bit of a purist. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> The other thing that we've chosen to do is there are no duplicates in our bottles. We have one sample from each bottle that we've had. In essence, our bottle is a living history of all of the high-proof bourbons we've ever enjoyed. Now, obviously, those first years uh, pre-2020, we don't have some of those bottles anymore, and they're no longer available. But going forward, you can see... We're about to fill our seventh bottle, in which case we'll just pour off a little bit, save any new sample bottles, and we'll start again. Do you guys have any idea which bourbon you'd want to select for your next, it really, next pour it, it, it really always depends on whatever it is we're reviewing. 
traditionally this month has been kind of different with, with it being 30 bourbons 30 days and dad doing reviews for all 30 of those days but traditionally speaking when we open a brand new bottle that we've never had before that's when we traditionally review it if it's a high proof a 120 plus proof bottle it's not a decision of if it goes into the bottle it just does it goes into the infinity um, this month it's been a little bit different we've still been putting stuff in the infinity bottle i haven't been reviewing this month i've just been kicking back and enjoying a whole bunch of new things and trying kind of a new technique with my palette that's that's been fun that I'll probably get to share with everybody once the month is actually over. So two weeks ago I did five days of Elijah Craig barrel proofs. Five one and a half ounce samples went into our bottle. And then last week I did three larceny barrel proofs. Those three all went into our barrel. Starting tonight, I'm putting in six bookers. We're doing, I'm doing six bookers in a row. Yes, we'll fill this bottle before the end of the week. And it's going to be Heaven Hill forward it, with the Larceny and the Elijah in there. Yes, but it's still got all the blend that was in there prior. I think we poured 12 ounces out or something like that. Anyway, that's how we're doing it. That's, that's our bottle. Little sample bottles also make great gifts, too. Just, you know. And we've given bottles idea. out. We sent out a bottle to, uh, to Greg uh, for introducing us to this process. Some people, when they go to do the testing of this, they don't wait till their bottle's full. You know, let's say you've taken a sample and, and now there's, there's something missing in it. And you say, you know what? This, this Infinity bottle needs more fruit. So they'll go to a bourbon that is fruit forward and pour a bourbon that has more fruit in it. Or somebody will say, you know what, this is just too much of a monster. It's too hot. So they'll pour in a low proof bourbon to bring the proof back down. So I've chosen to keep ours high proof. That's just our bottle. Completely mad scientist. Yep. You know, and however you want to do it. Whether you do want to do a little bit at a time or fill it up all the way to the top. It's You're being a mad scientist either way. So caution here I would have for you is uh, be careful when you're sharing. There's going to be people who are going to be naysayers. They're going to say, why would you be wasting perfectly good bourbon? You know, and, and I get that, but it's my bourbon. I can do with it what I want. So if I want to pour one and a half ounces into my bottle, I should be able to do that. Just keep in mind that scotch, Japanese whiskeys, and many American whiskeys are blends. For example, barrel bourbon. It's a blend. You know, yep. Freddie No with his, his uh, little book series. It's a blend. Mm -hmm. And all small batch bourbons are blends of barrels. The industry is blending. We are too. Let's say you have this bottle. It's good. It tastes good. What do you girls think of this? You both are drinking the same thing. I'm really enjoying it. I, I think that there is a lot of complexity here. It's got enough fruit to keep me entertained. The spice comes in at the back. 
it, it's hitting a lot of good notes for me. I think that it may not be our best iteration of the bottle. Our first iteration, first couple iterations were really something else. Yeah. But this is still really nice. I would agree. I, I like the fact that I can get a lot of sugars. I think cherry is a pretty popular flavor in here. I also get a lot of caramel. And I'll be one of the first people to admit caramel and cherries are really, really good together. <laughs> they just are. I get the two flavors a lot in bourbons. So, like Hannah said, I'm also getting the spices. I like the fact that it's not hurting me only. Like, I do feel the proof. I realize that it is over 125 proof. I get it. But it's not overwhelming. As long as it, a high-proof bourbon is not overwhelming, I'm okay with it. If that's the case, we can embrace our success as master blenders. Uh, I do have a question, though. Infinity bottles. Has anyone ever tried putting in distilled water into the Infinity bottles? Or is it just the alcohol? I'm like, sure, are you allowed to put in? I'm sure people have. I'm sure people have put in just basic tap water or bottled water or whatever. To try to knock there. down the heat. Now, that's not something we would do. As a general rule, we like all of our bourbon, all of our whiskey neat. Uh, we don't take it with ice. We don't take it with water. We don't take it with any kind of mixer. But that's not to say that you can't experiment with your infinity bottle and put a little bit of that water in there. I, being a bit of a purist myself, I would probably say that if that's what you want to do, you've really got to understand that infinity means infinity. So that water, that trace of water, is always going to be in that bottle, no matter how much you put in it. Yeah. You can always add water. You can't take it out. Always, always important and, to, to And know. a little bit of water goes a long, long way. When we do add water, we're putting in a drop of water with an eyedropper or two drops. I don't think we've ever put more than four drops in. Four drops changes a glass of bourbon more than you could ever imagine. I don't think I've had more than two. I know on our website, we, like for the high proof bourbons, high proof being, I think over 120, is that correct? Yes. For those ones, we do add a featurette to our reviews, in which case we do the one drop and experience and we compare how it, how that tastes and how that smells compared to what the bourbon without water does. And then we do the same exact thing, but with two drops. I don't think we've ever done a third drop. We, we've done that before. We've done, I believe it was two and four. Two and four drops. That's something that we used to do all the time. Admittedly, it's not something we've done in a while on our high proof reviews. And I think that may be because while, yes, I am willing to put an ounce and a half into our infinity bottle, I'm a little bit more reluctant to put water into a bourbon like that. The master yeah. distiller put his product out on the shelf at the proof he put it out at or she put it out at thinking, okay, that's the best it is. We don't need to do anything more with it. 
But there have been times where adding water has actually improved the palate greatly yeah. to us. So it's it's always an option, and not just with high proof. I mean, we've said it before. It's it's your bourbon. It's your whiskey, rather. It's however you want to take it. Enjoy it's, your bourbon how you want yeah. to enjoy it. So if you need to put put it put water in an eighty proof bourbon. Put it in an 80 proof bourbon. If you like your bourbon on ice, it's none of our business how you drink your bourbon. As we talked about earlier, we keep records of all this. Some people don't. That's okay. Uh, it's just part of who we are. Yeah, our personalities as a whole are very info-retentive. Info-retentive? I said what I said. Okay, I've not heard it that, <laughs> put that way. Some people just... Yeah. I don't have to use that. I, I, I get a lot of a lot of information. <laughs> yeah. We also mentioned that we don't let our bottle empty. Typical bottle, it's a 750 milliliter bottle. If we take uh, four samples of four ounces out, that's removing 16 ounces. That's more than half the bottle. It takes a while to build it back up again. We typically get down to about 12 ounces. I usually pour out three, four ounce samples. Sometimes I save them. Sometimes we drink them. Sometimes we give them away. That's kind of how it comes about. You know, when I hear all of this, I'm thinking it's the drinker's experience to getting into the shoes, if you will, of the distiller. Yeah. Because the infinity bottle, it takes forever and a half, as I love to say. Same thing for bourbon. They're always going, it's the same cornfield, but it's different corn every year. You're getting a little bit. You're getting a little bit of what happened in the spring last year. You're getting a little bit of the spring now. You're even getting a little bit of the spring quite possibly five years ago. It's an ongoing process. This is a really good way to kind of get into a perspective of the distiller. Very true. Now, the other part of it is our Infinity Bottle, because of what we're doing, typically has the same makers in it. It has a lot of Elijah Craig in it. It has a lot of Larceny Barrel Proof in it. It has a lot of Bookers in it. It has a lot of Stag Jr. in it. What other things do we have that are higher proof? That's about... I mean, those are the predominant ones, yes. for sure. So when we see those, that's what's going in it. So we're not really not blending it with a whole lot of other products that are out there. Some of the projects that we've done, or some projects that you guys may do, may start out flat and then become mon monsters. If a Infinity bottle gets away from you, there's some steps you can take, and we mentioned them a little bit earlier. And, Laura, this may be where your water comes into play. Mm -hmm. That if you got a hot bourbon, maybe you can cut it down with lower proof bourbon. Or maybe you can add just a, a drop or two of water. It becomes very difficult to, to guesstimate what your mash bills or what your proof levels are going to be when you start adding water as well. But that may not be important to you if you're looking for a particular style that you're drinking. Also, if, if yours isn't sweet and fruity... Maybe you add bourbons that have sweet and fruit in it. Uh, keep in mind that rye typically adds spice and wheat typically adds softness. And here's where my biggest 
caution is be careful of strong flavors. If you have a bourbon that you really love because it has lots of cinnamon in it, keep in mind if you put it in your Infinity bottle, it's going to impart a lot of cinnamon into the Infinity bottle. Likewise, if you put in a flavored whiskey, say a, a peach whiskey or whatever, you're going to get a lot of peaches out of your Infinity bottle. Just keep that in mind. And of course, if it doesn't matter to you, if you want a peaty, cinnamon-enhanced, peach-flavored oak alcohol bomb, you can do whatever the heck you want. <laughs> <laughs> so how did we get started? Uh, we started with uh, a nondescript label-less bottle. Uh, we, you know, everybody has extra bottles laying around what to do with them. Well, that's what we did, is I just stripped our label off. I think our bottle is a Michter's bottle. There's no Michter's in it. It was washed out before yep. then. I think it is a Michter's bottle. It, yep. It's We've had it for a couple years yep. now. It's hard to remember yep. what the starting template was. We add about one and a half ounces per entry. Now keep in mind when we do that, I wish I could tell you I don't spill. So if you were to ever look at our list of what we've put in our bottle, I always say 1.35 ounces because I think I'm spilling some. Hannah laughs at me when I spill until she spills some herself, but that's okay. <laughs> and then I laugh at both, so it works out. Yeah. yeah. Somebody has to laugh at you now. You can go to our website page that uh, Whiskey for the Ages Infinity Bottle Worksheet is in the tools section of our website sidebar. Mm -hmm. It's free, just take and download it. If you got questions on it, you can you can email us. Extra resources, Hannah mentioned labels. There is a company out there that you can go to Google and find. It's called Bottle Your Brand. You can create and make your own labels. There's oval labels, there's square labels, there's all kinds of labels, and they're reasonable. And you don't have to buy 5,000 labels. You can get 12 labels. You get 10 labels or whatever number of labels and make your own labels. Incidentally, if you wanted to make your own uh, label for, what is it, the Old Forester, where you take a 1910 and a 1920 and you blend them together, and a, you make a 1915. There you go, yeah. You can make your own blend with that. <laughs> Some people do uh, something called poor man's pappy. Yeah. Where they mix a little uh, Weller 107 with some Weller 12. So it, you're making your own blend of pappy. That's fine if that's what you want to do. And then you can make your own labels for that as well. I mentioned early on that, uh, again, on social media, uh, the social media Facebook platform is called the Infinity Bottle Experiment. There's all kinds of people on there that will give good information. Um, I don't use Reddit very much anymore, but uh, Reddit has one called R Infinity Bottle. R as in the letter R. Uh, there is a tracking app out there called the Infinity Bottle. And it is one that you have to purchase. I think it's $1.99, $2.99 a month, something like that. And it will track what you're putting into and taking out of your bottle. To lots of resources. Yeah. We aren't sponsored by any of those people. But these are the tips and tricks, yeah. tools of the trade. Yeah, we're, we're a nice great community. It's nice to be able to share. Yeah. Bourbon is a great community, and, and we all share things like this. So, so girls, this is how it tastes. This, yeah. this is what we're talking about here. It's a pretty cool thing.
right, so I only have a single news story for us tonight. Which is pretty crazy. No way. Yeah. <laughs> In the last two weeks, I think six or seven stories came by that I, I actually jotted down, and I'll put links up to those stories on our website. But uh, I had, didn't find anything that would, I really wanted to talk about except one that hit today. Buffalo Trace is now releasing a new whiskey collection. Of course, they have the Pappy line that they release every fall of the year. That coincides with their release of their antique collection. Mm -hmm. Now they're doing a nod to Prohibition. Back in the day, back in the 20s when Prohibition was going on, George T. Stagg Distillery was in operation. It's now Buffalo Trace's Distillery. And they were allowed to put out medicinal whiskey for the populace. As long as you had a prescription, you could go down to the distillery and you could get your, your ration or your medicine, I guess I should say. There's five 375 milliliter bottles that are going to come out. The first one is Old Stag. It's a barrel proof, 132.4 proof. If we were to ever get any, it would go in our infinity bottle. Absolutely. Yeah, it was it was created in honor of George T. Stagg, and it was one of their distillery's flagship brands. The second one is going to come out that is called Golden Wedding. It's a 107 proof rye with heavy rye on the nose and grainy herbal taste. This one's going to throw Hannah notes of dill pickle. Oh, your favorite. Oh, wait, I use dill pickle. Anyway, that's. Uh, split between a Pennsylvania distillery and the George T. Stagg distillery. Then there's Three Feathers. It is a 100 proof bottled in bond whiskey created by Buffalo Trace master blender Drew Mayville dating back at least to 1812. We talked about the bourbons that had come out back uh, in those days in a previous episode. And then we have Walnut Hill a 90-proof high-rye bourbon, which is featuring slightly citrus aroma, light corn and oak notes, and sweet molasses, stone fruit and vanilla taste. And then lastly, I can't even say it, but I'll let Hannah try. <laughs> I'm going to go with George T. Stagg Distillery Spiritus Frumenti. So it's a 110-proof weeded bourbon, Honoring the medicinal whiskey produced by George T. Stagg Distillery, which the name translates to Spirit of Grain in Latin. I knew it was Latin. <laughs> it is said to have existed as a generic product for medicinal whiskey during Prohibition. Tasting notes include aroma of caramelized brown sugar, fruity yet floral tastes and notes of cherry and oak of course all of that is just what what they say I, i've said before i always like to let the bottle actually tell me whatever it's going to tell me without needing to read the label but that's just me these five bottles are each 375 milliliters and their suggested retail on them is going to be $999.99. Yes. So if you bought a flight of all five, yep. it's a thousand bucks. Yes.
Can you, you get them individually? You can't buy them in one because they're going to be all boxed in a wood box. Oh. Kind of crazy. Kind of interesting. I'm going to have to say no. Uh, college is way too expensive. <laughs> the first people who get cracks at them will be bars. But I don't even know how many bars are going to go for that. I mean, speaking as someone who who worked in a liquor store, and maybe I'm completely and entirely wrong here, I don't know how much of an investment that would be because it's it's a thousand bucks. You'd have to be charging a lot for a, a pour, and you've only got 375 mil of each bottle. I mean, that's going to go so fast. It's a big ask. So I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a tricky one to sell as a whole. A thousand bucks is just a lot of money for me. Not everybody. Yes. So that's our uh, news for the for the night. Hopefully in a couple weeks we'll have a little more news to, to speak of. Well, girls, what did you think of the episode? It was fun. We got to talk about something that we do kind of as a hobby to our hobby. Um, <laughs> a hobby within a hobby. A hobby within a hobby. Uh, hobbyception. It, it's, it's a unique thing that everybody really seems to want to know the ins and outs of. I think what's really great about it is you can take a unique product, a standalone product, and you can make something that's even more standalone with it. Anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. So it's extremely accessible. Doesn't matter your price point, doesn't matter your flavor profile, your proof preference, you can make an infinity bottle. And I think that's that's just really cool. That's absolutely right. And don't be daunted by the idea of starting an infinity bottle because, I mean, yes, we talked about how long-term it is. We've been working on ours for, you said, three years or three yes. or four years. Yes. There are six batches out of that. You can start at any time. There's no due date. <laughs> yeah, well, and, I mean, that, that's, yeah. That, that's really the great thing about it because it is an infinity bottle, so you're not yeah. actually aiming for a finish line you're the the purpose of an infinity bottle is exclusively about the journey of the bottle it's there is no finish line it's a time capsule of every high proof bourbon we've ever had yeah all into one nice little packet and then next time we fill it it's going to taste different so upcoming episodes got a slow pour coming we're going to do a little relaxation. We're just going to talk about bourbon, talk yeah. about whiskey, talk about rye. Maybe we'll talk about American whiskey. There's a new new Ooh. thing out there. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to have fun with it. Kick back, relax. We'll yeah. do a couple of spotlights. We'll do another proof, maybe a bottle and bond. Who knows? Maybe we'll do a spotlight on a distillery. Got a couple of interviews. Still uh, nailing down who we're going to have on our shows. We're hoping to do a live stream, a call-in show, another history show like we did uh, towards the end of last season, and then uh, a listener pick. You know, and, and then I floated out uh, a couple weeks back that getting a group of our local group members together and maybe do a review night That'd all be by really phone. Cool. Maybe yeah. that's what we'll do. For. Yeah. So, as always, we like the feedback, like to. Uh, 
come up and, and share with y'all and, and whatever. But as we finish each episode, let's do a cheer and thanks for everybody and cheers. Cheers.